Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome everybody to another episode of Pod Strickland. I'm your host, Shwinipu, and this is episode 306. I am joined by my co-host, Prez, that is at underscore Presidente on Twitter. Prez, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Looking forward to this long weekend, but I'm not doing as well as Queen's own Mike Malone, who uh, is fucking lit at this parade out of his mind. I don't know if I've ever seen a coach uh, get it popping that much at a championship parade. Although I'm sure Phil Jackson was like in another fucking dimension for half of his chips for half of his championship. So who knows? Probably not too many uh, native New Yorkers that have coached championship teams. So that might be part of it. Uh, Yeah. That does lend itself to a uh, certain personality type conducive to certain celebrations this is a long weekend why is oh this is a long weekend right of course it is yeah, yeah. um some people get yeah off. some right. people don't yeah so if you get it off enjoy your weekend if you don't take it off anyway weekend i don't know yeah <laughs> take, or take it off anyway <laughs> take matters into your own hands yeah. don't be a bitch uh <laughs> all right but <laughs> before we get started i have to make a few announcements the first being that Strickland has an Instagram. Check that out. That is at thestrick.land on Instagram. We're posting all kinds of new content on there. Uh, the Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you may be watching this podcast. If you are, please hit like and then subscribe to the channel. That would be a huge help to us. The Strickland also has merchandise. You can find that on our website. We've got all kinds of shit on there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, coffee mugs, water bottles, you name it, we've got it. Uh, check that out again. That is on our website. Finally, the Strickland has a Patreon, which you can subscribe to. There are a number of different tiers. There is a $6 tier that gets you access to Pod Strickland, this podcast that I host every Friday with Prez. You also get access to the Strickland Mailbag, hosted by Andrew Steele, a.k.a. Doug, a.k.a. the Doug Bag, that comes out every other week alongside Dallas Amico. Uh, you also get access to the Strickland Discord, where the conversation never stops. There are further tiers. There is a $9 tier. That gets you access to Strick and Roll, my solo pod, where I rant and rave about the Knicks even more. You also get access to wonderful premium articles by Matthew Miranda, one of the best in the business. There are further tiers. There's a $15 tier, $30 tier, $50 tier, and $100 tier. Those come with a variety of additional benefits like listening in on pod recordings, merchandise discounts, and even potentially co-hosting a podcast alongside yours truly one day, whether you choose to subscribe or not. None of this would be possible without you. And finally, none of this would be possible without Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your championship finals, info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest match reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup finals, which have both concluded now. But you can still find stuff on there. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code 
Believe, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And this game, this podcast, uh, will be starting with basketball. Um, I actually, I want to talk about the draft. I want to start with the draft. I know we had, like, plans to do other shit. I want to talk about the draft. Um, because the slop has started, and... Big I guess, time. It went from, like, zero. There were, like, no rumors. They're not, they're not allowed to talk about it. Now they're the all the rumors. They're not allowed to talk about it in the finals. No one's, like... You guys have known... That's a shit. great point. They're not allowed to talk about it. Like, this is why when reporters, like, not saying anything, and they're, like... They come out like like when shit happens, like, oh, I actually knew about this four months ago. And I'm like, cool, you didn't fucking tell anybody, idiot. Like, what do you want me to do with that? Um, but, like, I was listening. Look, it's great. I got to say this, too. Podcasts during the finals fucking suck. Like, I don't need seven different pods. It's so funny. Like, I could listen to seven different pods about trade rumors and who's on the market and all this shit. Because there's, like, different possible angles to take. There's not too many angles to take of, like, yeah, man, Nikola Jokic, great game, huh? Yeah, loved it. Good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Jamal Murray, huh? How about that? Good good player. Like, there's just not... The finals pods sucked. And I want everybody that did finals pods to know that I think you could probably just not do them next year, and nobody will care. Um, Unless, like, the Knicks make the finals, which... That'd be awesome. Uh, then we should all do podcasts every fucking day. Multiple times a day. Yeah. Actually, we should quit our jobs for like the duration of the finals and just live stream uh, conversations about the Knicks the entire time. Um, but anyway, I think the draft is pretty interesting. And I want to I start off with this because I was listening to... I thought I thought this was pretty interesting. I was listening to Woj on Rosillo's pod, and then I listened to the Low podcast today. And... <clears throat> Woj was basically like, oh, the like the thing is with Woj, he's always trying to protect every fucking GM because like he just needs access to shit. So like according to him, no GM is under any pressure. They're not in a rush to do anything. The, everybody's gonna be working in very, very like, you know, methodic methodically and just be very patient and just run everything prudently. I don't buy it, Woj. I don't fucking buy it. Um and I wanted to start off with the Zion stuff, because I think the Zion thing is pretty fucking interesting. Um, there was a report, I think it was last week, right? Actually, in the middle of the finals. Shams, my brother Shams, shout out. Um, you made it, bro. Uh, <laughs> but Shams had a report in the middle of the finals that the Pelicans were looking to trade up to two or three for you know to get Scoot Henderson. And in it, you know, he, he talked about it on... I'm there, and he talked a little bit about it, I think, on, like, his appearances on FanDuel TV or whatever the fuck it is. About, you know, like, there are at least conversations happening internally about Zion. When they say that publicly, that actually means something to me. I feel like that means those conversations are more serious than just, like, they talked about it. Like, and then we got the report today that David Griffin met with Zion um, at the Saints practice facility, which has led to a lot of very, just, like, Guys, can you just meet at like a basketball location so the jokes don't write themselves here? Um, so you met with Zion today, and then they let go of Teresa Witherspoon, who is a player assistant, development coach, whatever you want to call it, uh, who I guess Zion was close with. And I'm just going to throw this to you. So I want to start here. I want to start at the very top. You're a Wemby guy. I mean, everybody's a Wemby guy, right? Nobody's like, no, I don't like Wemby. Like I, the most you'll get is like ah, Wemby scares me because he's tall. I'm still taking him. <laughs> yeah, and, and like there's like a minority group that's like I would take Scoot over Wemby, which is like 
I mean, Scoot's... We'll talk about Scoot later. I think Scoot's awesome, and I... As awesome as Wemby is, it actually would... Like, because this is just how the NBA draft works. Like, it wouldn't shock me if in, like, seven years we're just like, man, Wemby's good, but Scoot's, like, fucking something else. Like, holy shit. That's just how the NBA draft works. Um, But, like, yeah, the majority... Like, that's not really saying much. It's like, oh, Scoot could just be so awesome that he's more awesome than Wemby. Like, that's not... You know, nobody is not a Wemby guy. Anyway, my, my question is this. Because you were a Zion guy. Like, everybody was a Zion guy. If I promised you, right, if I was, you know, the fucking Holy Spirit and you're like, you're, I'm the, you know, you know, I'm the genie, right? You're Aladdin. You get three wishes. I come out and I'm like, yo, tell me what you want to know. And you're just like, will, like, I have the number one pick. Will Zion Williamson be healthy for the rest of time? Or is he always going to be injury prone? Would you consider trading the number one pick for Zion if you knew that he would be healthy? If I was like, he is never going to have another injury again. Um, and I didn't. You don't know. I can't use my. I can't use my second wish to ask the same question about Webby. <laughs> you you can't. So you're only allowed one injury question per pick. <laughs> this is a fucking weird ass genie, bro. What it's like? like um, it's like it's like his rule. What it was his rule? Like I can't make somebody fall in love with you, right? I can only I tell not. you. One injury per pick. That's true. That's true. This is a special genie. This is a, you know, who am I to question question the ways? Uh, that's a really good one. I would, well, I would probably take Zion just because we know he's an insane player. We just know he can't fucking stay healthy. Like when he, when he, like this, this, these are facts. And these are, these are facts right now. When he plays, even with his issues on defense, which are significant, we know he's probably, at worst, a top 10 offensive player in the league, maybe top five. Like, obviously, Jokic and Steph, whatever order you want, are probably one and two in terms of just pure offense. He's um, in the convo for three when he's healthy. Yeah, because after that, it's like him, Giannis, Bunsen. uh I, I honestly can't. Um, and there's like, obviously, there's tons of talented players like LeBron when he's healthy and Donnie and RG Dame Bay. and these guys. But like, Zion is, he his he just breaks the game. It's, he just the issues above all else. He's obviously not healthy. And then number two, he has not been able to deliver on defense. So, um, I guess if you pick Zion, you're like you're just like I'm gonna take this historically elite offensive production to the bank and just go home with that. Can I? So this is what he's averaged. I'm removing his 24 games as a rookie, which weren't bad. I'm just removing them. Yeah. This is what he's done in the last 90 games that he's played over three years, by the way, which is like, dude, just fucking Jesus. Like, lose some he's fucking too busy. weight. Get he's too busy yeah. getting it in, bro. Yeah, getting I'm it mean. in should result in, like, you know, you lose some fucking calories. Like, come on. Like, what's going he's on here? Not, he's, not put, he's not doing the work. <laughs> He's just hanging. He's just hanging out. <laughs> this motherfucker's entitled. We know that. Is that a surprise? He's clearly entitled. Okay. This this podcast is going off the rails here. I'm just telling you what it is, bro. <laughs> All right. So, 90 games. 26.7 points, 7.1 rebounds, 4.0 assists, 61% from the field. 32.1 from three. He hasn't taken many threes. Only average. What's his true shooting? Like 80 or some stuff? I'm going to look shit. it up right now because it's weird. Um, in those two seasons, it's 
it is 65 percent 65 yeah like yeah. he's but he's a generational offensive player when he's on the floor like it's there's just not even a question about it and that's like a floor because he's yeah. young and, and getting better and 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 that's also with like shitty spacing like they've not had good spacing around him in, in new orleans um and to your point like they didn't even use him the way you kind of like want to experiment right as like not necessarily point zion but just like a lot well, of that, they only did point zion like recently that right right from the get-go. right and so like it kind of like it breaks my like he's like it's impossible to talk about him because on one hand you're like you're never on the fucking floor and on the other hand you're like well when you're on the floor you're fucking amazing so like what what am i supposed to do with that and if you're a gm it just comes down to your ability to gather intel on him physically and him between the ears and just make a judgment call right like is is this something you know it's not uh it's not unlike the call the Knicks made with Randall like Randall's obviously in phenomenal shape um that's a huge difference and Randall hardly gets her which is a huge difference but the Knicks made a calculated bet that like look the combination of role and just him not being right mentally like we have the staff and infrastructure to turn that around another team has to make that call without employing him which is really tough but if your team isn't in a great situation already, then you have more reason to take that gamble than if, uh, you know, if your team is like, yeah, as you get more, more desperate to catch up, you're willing to, to the rest of the league, you get more, you get willing, you, you become more willing to take risks to take shortcuts and stuff like that. Right. Like I joke, I was joking in the, in one of my DMS, like that if, the Hornets were to trade for Zion. Like, this is exactly how I operate my fantasy basketball teams every year. I'm just like, injury-prone guys who could put up the best numbers? Like, yeah, fuck it. They're on present team this year. Like, <laughs> dating back to, like, the or, like the Heatles, I would constantly have, like, D-Wade and, like, Anthony Davis Dude, and, I, like, all these fuckers. <laughs> I got fucked so hard this year. I had Zion. I had KD. I had fucking somebody else. I can't even remember. I had, like... But I, like they were all like killing it, and I'm like, man, this. Is... Oh, I, I Jaron Jackson Jr., which worked out actually awesome. But I had like all these dudes that are injury prone for the first like 30 games of the year. I'm sitting there, I'm like, fucking king of the castle. I'm running away with the league, and then it was like, just kidding, <laughs> we're all injured now. I was like, oh great. <laughs> well, better that than fucking what happened to me, which was I was running my league, and then. I had fucking Yosemite Sam in Memphis who fucking got kicked off the team. And then I also had Luca who was like, all right, they flipped the tank switch. Yeah, I had, I had Luca too. I had Luca too. It was, I'm never drafting that motherfucker again, bro. I hope Adam Selver fucking. You're drafting him next him, year. You're drafting him next year? No, you are. I like, I'm pretty sure this is like, this is not re- like, there's no way you're like, no, I can't draft Luca under any circumstances. No, I don't mean Luca. I mean Moran. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I would never draft him. Yeah, I'll fucking I'll draft the fuck out Luca. Like, I don't put that on him. I put that on. I put it on him, but like, I also office. know that motherfucker. Like, this is not real basketball. This is a fantasy basketball. So I know that he's going to put up numbers, and I know he's going to play a lot of games. Right, and I know fun. he's not going to do some some stupid shit that gets suspended. Yeah, like the dumbest thing he's going to do is go smoke hookah and get caught. Like, okay, whatever. Um, no, going back to this, like, all right, is it safe to say, though, that in 
the current circumstances, given what we know, given the information you have, you would not be trading the number one pick for Zion. No. Okay. Let's move. And I think I that's, yeah. yeah, and I don't think any GM in the NBA would. I don't think, like, it's just not a consideration. Okay, pick two. This is the Hornets. Scoots on the board. With all the information we have now. So this is not Genie telling you he's going to be healthy. Because that makes it too easy. I know if the Genie tells you he's going to be healthy, we're all going to be like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm taking Zion over anybody else. Okay, no. The Genie is gone. The Genie decided, fuck this guy's next two issues. I'm out of here. Um, you only have the information we're working with. This is all you know. Mm. Are you trading the Scoot Henderson pick for Zion Williamson? <clears throat> that question applied to Charlotte is a is a good hypothetical because like they're not in a great spot. I mean, I think they have most of their picks, right? But they don't have much in the way of young talent. It's like Lamelo, the lesser McDaniel's bro, a re-signed twenty-five-year-old PJ Washington, maybe your son Mark Williams. They don't have a lot. Of, it's it's like honestly, the only things they have that I feel good about are. And I don't even really feel I, I don't feel as good about Lamelo as you do. But like Lamelo's talented, so it's not like it's yeah. not a nothing, right? You have Lamelo, you have Mark Williams, who I like. I like, but I'm not like, oh, he's gonna fucking, you know, oh, this is a championship five franchise right? center, right? Yeah, like I don't know that. I like him. So but, like even me, even with me, like I, you know, I think extremely highly of Lamelo. I think he's amazing. Yeah. But like you like want to leave your that, family, like you want to leave your wife for Lamelo Ball, basically. I I would. I would go visit LaMelo Ball <laughs> in uh on certain weekends. Um and I'll leave it at that. But no, uh I I I think that's just one thing. That's literally it. They don't have other teams picks. They don't got a big treasure chest. So you could argue that uh it's worth that kind of risk. I don't I personally don't buy into any of the like oh like fit LaMelo scoot like I don't that's not a factor for me. But to me they're both extremely good in ways that actually complement each other. and I Also, no this is worth noting, together. Scoot apparently measured 6'4 in shoes. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm I, suspicious. I'm suspicious. I, I don't... I yeah, I also just don't... I, I just... Even if he's 6'2 in shoes, like, he's so fucking jacked. He's, like, one of the few point guards that I'm like, I think you could probably guard, like, twos, maybe threes even at some point. Isn't For he, like, me, Scoot? the height the height doesn't have doesn't impact, like... The only thing six nine wingspan, it's the finishing. That's what to me is like impacted by the height. Like it's just hard to finish when you're a short guard in the NBA. Like even like Steph and Kyrie, like they have to do the craftiest fucking finishes in the world, and they're what six three and six four respectively. Like the Jalen Brunsons are few and far between. So uh, there's it's just tough no matter what um, if you're short. But if he's six four in shoes, then I would feel a little bit better about his finishing. But again, this is just like splitting hairs or whatever. Um, I, I agree with you on defense. Like, is he like super competitive and shit difference. too? He is. He he has to like. He's he reminds me of Deuce in a lot of ways. In that, like, at least Deuce as a prospect, he was just Deuce was more gifted at defense than than Scoot by far. But like, they're just working off instinct. Like they're still learning team defense and like technique and all that shit but they're just gifted physically so they can lock in and do shit but like off ball like scoot nobody's gonna be like oh my god scoot like amazing like he's not like quickly off ball or something like that um and he doesn't have like elite 
like screen slitheriness like Grimes or something, but he's, he's also so like fucking a baby. strong. Yeah, he's also like well, that's what I'm saying. He's like most eighteen year olds don't have that. Like even IQ and and Grimes and Deuce when they were eighteen, I'm sure they were all fucking learning how to do all that shit as well. So like, who gives a shit, right? So like, he'll be fine on defense, uh, defending ones and twos. Like, yeah, fucking Kevin Durant's gonna shoot over him. Like big whoop, Kevin Durant's gonna shoot over everybody. So like, that's not moving me. So would I do it? Probably not just because uh, Scoot is such a physical specimen that I feel like you don't have to worry about injuries. And that doesn't necessarily correlate to being healthy all the time, right? There's plenty of great, like, we everybody's been talking about fucking Bradley Bill. He came into the league like a physical specimen, not like Scoot, but pretty, pretty advanced. And he ended up being very injury prone. So, like, what the fuck does that mean, right? I don't know. But, um, Nah, the, the injury shit is just a lot, but I, I see the appeal. I think it's reasonable to say yes as well, especially if you consider the business element of it. Like, Zion, he may not play all the games, but that motherfucker's going to put butts in seats. It's just how it is, especially if he's playing with LaMelo. <clears throat> and Scoot eventually will do that, but Zion will do that right now. So if you were one Michael Jeffrey Jordan trying to sell your team right now, uh, there are worse ideas than get one of the uh, most prime time, uh, well known attractions. With apologies to Scoot, he again he'll be there at some point. But like, Zion's a first name motherfucker right now. Scoot is a first name motherfucker on the internet. <laughs> so like, uh, you know, I, I get both arguments. Me, I'd probably just stick with Scoot. Stick with the younger timeline. Don't fuck with the injury risk. Why? Just you have like a gift wrapped sustainable future. But again, it's Zion. If you think that like, oh, New Orleans, I don't know what the fuck David Griffin doing over there. This motherfucker playing piano to Zion <laughs> instead of getting him in the gym. Like I, I could forgive a GM for being like, I could do better than those fucks in New Orleans. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't do it. I would counter though. And I would be like, I'll give you LaMelo for Zion. I would do that if I were, if I were running to the Hornets. I would put that on the table. Like, hey. Well, you you thought LaMelo was going to, is, is like one foot out the door for a minute, right? I don't even, I, I'm not sure about it. I just like, I don't like any, like you just said, like they don't have any foundation, right? They don't have extra picks. They don't have like the things you would want to have. But Lamelo's not like twenty five. He's, He's not twenty five, but you're you already burned his rookie contract. Basically, like there's nothing. Like you did nothing in his rookie contract. You had him for three years, and I know like they lost in the playing game the first years, but it's one. No, thing. you did nothing. You did yeah, nothing. you did nothing. Like if you if you lose in the playing game the first two years, then you have a bad season. But you did it but, while like establishing some kind of foundation instead of being like, oh, you're gonna play with Terry Rozier and fucking. Gordon Hayward's corpse and like like they don't have anything. PJ Washington's a free agent. Who the fuck knows if he's gonna stay? Who the fuck knows if they want to keep him? But do you think it's that big of a deal to have to like effectively begin building while he's on his second contract? I think it's really hard because I think by that point, like you once he gets starts like once you're not a rookie anymore and you get paid, first of all, they're gonna have to probably throw a max on the table for him. Which like whatever, like whether you think he's worth it or not, like that's the reality. They're going to pay him the max. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. So once he's on that contract, 
you don't get the luxury anymore of just being like, oh, well, we're just going to, you know, play it out this year and fucking we'll see what happens. And if we end up in the lot, like there, there's going to be pressure on him. There's pressure on them. And, and the thing that actually sucks, I think, and I'm guilty of this, but I'm a hater. So that's part of why, um, like once guys get paid, like when their teams lose, most of the time you're, everybody's just like, well, why the fuck are they losing? Does this guy suck? Is that what's the problem? Does this guy suck? Is he bad? Like, that's the conversation, right? And, um, you're like, there's always this, like, oh, well, what the fuck? Like, can we stop? Like, there's that's the conversation that happens. And I just, to but if me, you believe that he's good, I believe he's good. I don't believe he's so good that they are. No, in- I don't think he's good enough to automatically force them to be like a, a solid playoff team or anything. But I, I was gonna say I, more I, like. Does that like I, if you're the front office and you believe he's good and you're not having success, then you know, you probably know. Oh, it's not Lamelo's fault. It's the sh- other shit that we've done. Right, and and so my concern though is like, if you let's say like there's obviously as I think Scoot's going to be awesome. Yeah, but you have to bake in risk that like he's not right. Like he he or might, at least not immediately. Yeah, he might not be awesome immediately. Maybe he's only very good and not awesome. Like. There's all these kind of things you have, but like, let's say he's not good. He's not awesome for like the first three years or something, which is not unreasonable. You know what I mean? Like being an awesome point guard takes time. Like it just does. Um, John Wall, his third year was like, and he, and he was older than Scoot as well. He was putting up like 19, four and eight on, I mean, he didn't shoot threes back then, but like, John Wall did a lot of decent. John, John did a lot of things. But I, my point is, like that was <laughs> he was good, but that he didn't make his first All Star game till year four. Yeah, and he was considered a generational like point guard prospect. Yeah, he was very like that's why I brought him up because yeah. he's like that's how Scoot is. Like he's like that. He, you know, we all think of John Wall kind of washed up now. Derrick Rose, obviously, you know, year three. I mean, he was also older than Scoot. Both John and and Derrick were twenty. As rookies, I mean, by, yeah, Rose is like Rose the dream. Twenty-five a game. Yeah, Rose is like the dream scenario, three. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like the dream scenario. Yeah. Um, ja, if he wasn't, you know, like you said, what did you call him? Yosemite, Yosemite Sam. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Yosemite Sam. Like that would be a dream scenario type of thing. But like, it, it's not often that that happens. And so, like, my concern is just like, okay, so now you burn another three years where you're not. And and the problem with Lamelo, I think, is like if he's healthy, right? If he's healthy, he's he puts them in kind of in like the Beal zone, right? Where it's like we're not like he's too good to allow us to be like. I would say, by shit. the way, just real quick, I would say that like if you had to make me bet, like by year three, how good is Scoot? I don't know if I would say All Star, but he's probably to me averaging more than twenty by then. Oh, I, I'm I'm. Like all in on Scoot, man. I think he's gonna be fucking done. This is what I'm saying. Like, I I don't think, like he, like, like all all these guys who are like amazing. If you really look at it, like all these like amazing top three point guard picks, like De'Aaron Fox, Derrick Rose, John Wall, like John Morant. You pick all these guys were like, who? Which of them disappointed? Like, I'm trying to go. But Fox is a good example. Fox is a good example because it took him some time. He was really good by year three. He was really he was good. Not as good as he was right now. No, he was really good, but it also was like, a, it's a perfect example, right? He was really good, but his organization, his franchise made mistakes right. in building around him. 
And because of that, it didn't matter until like this year where they were like, oh, what if we just get a lot of shooters around De'Aaron Fox and play fast? And it was like, wow, this is an amazing idea. This is so good. Um, and so, like, I don't know. Like To me, I would just, I just think like, I believe in Scoot way more than I believe, believe in LaMelo. Again, not, this is, and that's not to be like, I don't think LaMelo sucks. I just don't, like, I truly believe, like, I mean, I have not studied extensive Scoot Henderson tape or anything, but like, what I have seen from him, his build, all that type of stuff, I'm just like, I think this guy is like, like, that is what I want. My Like, if I was building like a, some franchise point guard in a lab or something, aside from the three-point shooting, which he took a step up this year, if I'm not mistaken. He's not a bad three-point yeah. shooting point guard prospect. He's just not a good one either, yeah. that's all. Yeah, and so like, based on, I'm just like, I'm like fucking all in on this dude, and I would like, look, if, I think if you have the chance to move like, 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 again, I would just make the offer. I'll give you LaMelo, you give me Zion. Like, you get out of the, you get out of the Zion business, and I give you a point guard who can point guard, and isn't CJ McCollum. Like, I take that shot. I just take that shot because I think Scoot and Zion together would be absolutely bananas if they hit. Um, do I think New Orleans says yes to that? Probably not because I think, you know, if you're David Griffin, you're like, it's this is the hardest part about trading Zion because you're like, but what if he stops being fat? Like, like, how stupid am I going to I'm going to look so fucking dumb. This is terrible. Um, so, like, I ultimately land where you do. I don't think... Like I don't think I don't think Charlotte can trade the Scoot pick for Zion. I don't think New Orleans can trade Zion for Lamelo. I I would trade Zion for the Scoot pick though if I were them. I would do that. So like I think it's gonna happen. Personally, I, I think I think it makes sense for like like you said like yes the the specter the the looming specter of Zion potentially getting his life together somewhere else. Um, Michael Jordan, sucks. Jordan's just gonna bully Zion into getting. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you, this is David Griffin, fucking black mage, right? So, like, if that happens, what are people gonna say? David Griffin is stupid. No, they're gonna be like, oh, Zion had a change of scenery. Michael Jordan fucking worked with him. And you know what I'm gonna say? Together. This is why Jordan's the goat, guys. Look at exactly. this leadership. <laughs> and David Griffin's not gonna. I don't. I don't think. I think it, he's Zion's been injured and out of shape enough that people will be like, "Oh, like Zion got it together somewhere else." But like, there's, you know, the, it's you, if you're dating somebody who's toxic and they get it together later in life, like that's fine. They were supposed to do like everybody's on their journey. They did it later in life, but nobody's gonna be like, "Man, you should have anticipated your partner not being." toxic in the future and just put up with the big toxic right now like no that's that's t- like i think people will understand that so like i i think david griffin unfortunately stands to uh to benefit here by getting scoot and i think charlotte um i i think the combination of zion of the we could do better with zion you know, I can fix them to use the dating yeah. analogy, right? Like I could fix them. I can, I can fix, fix her. <laughs> yeah, I can fix him. And then combined with like the fact that they're Jordan's potentially getting ready to sell, like if that offers on the table for both sides, I think they do it because it just like short term. That really, that's the best way I can put it. The sh- the long term stuff aligns, but their short term stuff really aligns because how, because how does it change? New Orleans needs to be good now. <laughs> how does it change for you? I obviously like if they want to take. Brandon Miller, then they must think Brandon Miller is like worthy of the second pick overall. But for you, like, 
GM Prez, if your owner, like, let's say you're the you're the GM of the Hornets, and your owner's like, look, you can either keep the pick and draft Brandon Miller, or you can trade the pick for Zion. I'm easily trading the pick for Zion. Right. So, like, you don't I, think Brandon? I like, Mi- I like Brandon Miller a lot, but he's not like scoop to me. Like, you don't see superstar. I mean, he might be, but I don't think his superstar form is close to Zion. I don't think his highs are as high as Scoot's highs might be. That's the best way I can put it. You Let think, alone Zion. You think, like, Brandon Miller could be a perennial all-star? You think Scoot could be a perennial all-NBA guy? You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.